Hello friends, fans, and family. This is Chris Manganelli with Tactical Cinematic Development, also known as TCD. For more information, www.tacticalcinematicdevelopment.com. Also, visit us on our Instagram, tcd underscore action. And to learn a cool martial arts technique in a minute or less, check out our Instagram handle at pit underscore fight. That's pit underscore fight. All right, here we go. Episode 10 of this podcast. Man, we keep burning them out, burning them out, bringing them out, bring them out. Anyway, so today we're talking about fighting multiple attackers in cinema versus reality in cinema versus reality you know in cinema when it comes to um the scenes that involve the protagonist or the central figure having to fend off multiple attackers you'll notice that in some some of the you know less uh memorable films or less memorable scenes i should say you know it's literally one attacker he knocks him out with one punch and he knocks out the other guy with one shot and it's just you know, very generic, right? But then you have these other films where, wow, this person is creative, right? They think outside the box, they use their environment, they're using uh, different types of techniques, and they, they just keep flowing and moving and hustling and bustling, you know? Um, you know, you can see that in a lot of different films, like Asian films, for instance, or South Pacific films, or, 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 or things like that. Um, let's say a, a Thai film like Ambak, in the Ambok series, the first one, you saw him fighting one guy, and uh, you know, you were like, wow, you know, I didn't know Muay Thai could be like that, when in fact he's using kind of like an acrobatic form of Muay Baran, but still, it was cool. Then in the subsequent Ambok movies, he just takes on more people, and the whole thing gets crazier, and he gets more creative and more action-packed. Likewise, with the uh, John Wick films, you know, first John Wick is taking on maybe one person and then all of a sudden he's taking on more and more people and as the films progress in their evolution, you see him use more and more different types of weapons and more creative techniques, uh, which is the reason why so many people acclaim this film um, for its uh, fight choreography and its fight scenes. Um, in a lot of the Marvel series that uh, used to be on Netflix, um, you know, such as... Um, Let's say, for instance, the Punisher series, because I've mentioned this before with John Barenthal, but also the Daredevil series. On, I mean, you, you just gotta, you know, look at that close and say, "Wow, you know, this is this is absolutely amazing." Anyway, so when you look at those scenes, and what it takes is basically you take each piece of the techniques and you break them up, and you train those individually to eventually bring them together. So if it's a scene where it involves a certain type of system, right? Where he's using hands and feet and then they have to throw the guy and then he picks up a weapon of opportunity or he has to roll, whatever the case might be, you, you know, they work those in different pieces and then they put them together so that they coalesce and form a nice fluid fight scene. Um, and, you know, they work this over time. Um, they work this with the actor, but also for the uh, stunt double and the, uh, you know, and, you know, once they work through it and, and they kind of get their timing down and, and how they're going to do it, then they put it together. Once it's done and in a series of scenes, let me point that out, scenes, then the editing room magic takes place in post-production. And that's how it happens, you know. And uh, when it comes to reality, that's a little bit different, okay? 
in reality, it's not going to be that incredibly cool, you know? Um, it's going to be much more fundamental, much more basic, um, and it's going to be really, you know, it, it can be a little bit dirty, all right? In fact, I'm going to go ahead and share a real quick personal story. You know, once upon a time when I was in my much, much younger days, um, I, um, I, you know, I lost, I lost some money. All right, they were playing three-card molly. I thought I could win some money. And at that time, I was young. I didn't realize it was a hustle and that there was a whole team dedicated to ripping people off in this way. But unlike the other suckers, such as myself, that lost money, I was the only guy that went in there and said, hey, I want my money back. The guy's like, no, you can't have it. You know, you lost it fair and square. I go, no, 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 no. This is a freaking hustle. I want my money back or else I'm going to break you to pieces. Well, okay, the guy gave me some money because apparently when it was all over, they divvied it up and everyone went their separate ways. So I decided that I'm going to watch these guys the next time around. And whoever has all the money, I'm going to accost him first before he can divvy it up. And that's exactly what I did next time around. I really wasn't thinking. Young and dumb, remember. So when this happens, and he was a much bigger guy, bigger, heavier, I didn't care. You know, I was a trained fighter, so it didn't matter to me. And uh, he's like, what? He takes his fighting stance or whatever. And uh, I start, I start beating the dirt out of him. Slam him up against the car, brought him down to the pavement, ground and pound and stuff like that. I was going to beat him to sleep before I got the money back. But then his friends came and they all rolled in. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, now we got a problem. Now there's more than one. There's about three or four other guys that came, you know, Uh, at least two in a Monte Carlo. And the other ones were in a Pontiac Bonneville, a black one with tints, dark tints. Never forget that day. So anyway, I had to back off of this guy. And now I had to deal with the threats around me. The first thing I did, number one, is I kept them all within um, my defensive cone. And my defensive cone essentially is from my point fanning outward, I made sure they were within my, you know, within my eye line where none of them could get behind me. Because if they did happen to succeed in getting, or if any of them succeeded in getting behind me, um, then they're in my blind spot. I can't see what's going on and it can end up very poorly for me. Secondly, um, you know, I took the attack pretty much to them, right? I found the weakest one I thought in the bunch and I started taking them out first. And what I did was, is I made sure that there was always one in front of me in the other one's way. Because if you notice in these movies, every time somebody comes to attack, like the, the, the central character in the movie, they're coming from different directions, but they, they always have an opening. But in reality, you don't want to give anybody an opening. You want to use um, that first person as a shield. So if they're throwing shots to try to get in on you, you're using your footwork and you're using that attacker as your shield so they can take the worst part of that beating. Um, you know. So then, you know, I pretty much clocked that guy in the jaw, hit him a couple times, pushed him back. You know, um, some guy ran back to try to run back to his car to get something out of there kicked the door shut, busted the car window. So he, you know, turned and came towards me, kicked him in the belly, hit him a couple times in the face. I redirected and changed my, my direction to make sure they all stayed in front of me. At the end of it all, they figured that I was too much. And this is not being braggadocious or anything. It was literally that kind of situation. Because remember, I was younger, I was faster, Um, I was stronger and I was well-trained. So I had great footwork. I still have great footwork. 
but I had great footwork and I used it to my advantage. So they all decided to, to just, you know, hop in their cars and roll out. And at that time, once they started hopping to their cars, I completely disengaged because number one, I didn't want to get run over. And number two, I didn't know if they had weapons. So now you're beginning to see the differences between the two situations. In a movie, the character is going to stay there because that's where the entertainment value is. They're not going to try to run. They're not going to, you know, uh, throw their hits and then have the other guys you know, uh, uh, run to their cars and he's just going to wait there and watch them roll out. Once they got into their cars, I rolled out of there because I didn't know if they're going to run me over. I didn't know if they had weapons. I didn't know. So, you know, that was, that was reality. Secondly, in a movie, yeah, the central character can afford for someone to come behind them and grab them, maybe put them in a bear hug. They have an answer for that. And maybe I would have had an answer for that, but things move differently in reality. So, You know, I made sure no one got behind me when in a movie, the character typically has someone that may run up behind them and they may have this sixth sense where, oh, I sense someone's behind me, boom, and they kick them and then they look forward and they kick the other guy and they kick in all directions. Now, the reality of it is keep all of them within that defensive cone, have them get in each other's way as much as possible. Sometimes I'll use the clinch to swing that that lead person around or that first person around while I'm still punishing them. And that's how I create my own defense uh, in a situation like that. And then when it comes time to disengage, um, disengage quickly and get out of there quickly. You don't want to stay there to see what they're going to do next. Because chances are, if they feel or begin to understand that they can't take you even with their superior numbers, they're going to find superior weapons to attack with. Well, that was it. Um, Remember, if you have any questions, hit us up. Um, tactical cinematic development at gmail.com or more directly to me at Christian Manganelli 11 at gmail.com. That's Manganelli spelled M A N G A N E L L I. And you could also check out our Instagram handles. Uh, as I said at the uh, top of this podcast, TCD underscore action, P I T underscore fight. Um, and remember always um, be vigilant. Always be aware um, of your surroundings and never take anything for granted. All right, that was it. Keep grinding, my friends. Keep grinding.